1: All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz Ken Wentworth. And this week we have, um, I say it all the time and it sounds probably cliched and probably sounds patronizing, but I really mean it. we have a special guest this week. Um, I, I know you guys are going to love this. Uh, his experience is just all over the place. He has done all kind of cool stuff. Um, still, still a young man, uh, but he's done a lot of really cool stuff in his life so far. Um, he was a merchant marine boat captain. He's been a commercial airline pilot. So he hits you from, from the sea and from the air. Okay. Um, and he turned $11,000 into a billion. Yes, I'm going to go with the uh, Captain Evil billion dollar brand. Um, and he is one of the co-founders of a little company you may have heard of called Hydro Flask. And if you haven't heard of that, you've probably have been living under a rock uh, the last last five years or so. Um, so this week's guest on Mr. Biz Radio is Mr. Travis Rossback of Now He's with the Tumalo Group. So Ro, uh, Travis, welcome to the show.
2: Well, thank you, Ken. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, look, I don't even know where to start, Travis. Uh, uh, seriously, you, you, your background and like I said, I was telling you before we got we on air here is, you know, when I was doing some of my show prep, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's just so many different directions. I, I just So I guess I'll let you sort of start and summarize a little bit. Not Not summarize, but tell us about your entrepreneurial journey.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, really, I think that my entrepreneurial journey started when I was about 12 years old. I had a next door neighbor in Salem, Oregon, that was a fairly prominent attorney. And we were living sort of below the poverty line. My mom had had just gotten divorced and raising four kids on her own and, and doing her best to support us. And we were literally, you know, eating government cheese and our next door neighbor died. In. And I'd only met him about once or twice, but uh, I inherited his bookshelf and come to find out it had all of the greatest who's who's uh, or who's who I should say. No, no, s on the second who of business uh legends from the 80s and 90s and so i got a bunch of brian tracy and zig ziglar and wayne dyer you know for the self-help type thing and uh, jim Rohn, and and all of the just greatest legendary books possible this man owned and then and then i was was in i inherited i guess kind of and that is what really started the bug or the itch to go out and start my own companies and then fast forward a couple of years, when I was 14 years old, I met my dad living down in the U.S. Virgin Islands in St. Croix, and he owned a couple dive shops, Cane Bay Dive Shop on the North Shore of St. Croix. And I was literally kind of thrown into the fire, uh, running his businesses with him and helping him anytime he'd take off and go on vacation or take off for the weekend or whatever it was that he wanted to do. He just... He just leave me there to do the grunt work, and so that's kind of how it all started.
1: Well, I think you're being pretty humble. So first of all, you're you're running, you're running the shop at 14, uh, you, you, as you mentioned, being kind of thrown into the fire. But you, you can't stop at 14, Travis. All right, you, you got to take us along a little <laughs> further along the, the path here. <laughs>
2: You mean after the child labor, huh?
1: Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, you you know, you were, you were in St. Croix. So maybe the laws right. are different down there, right? <laughs>
2: they are. It's, 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 a, it's a territory. It's not a state. There you yeah, go. <laughs> Completely okay. Uh, so then after that, when I was 18, I, I moved from Salem. I graduated and about two days later, I was living in St. Croix, actually running the dive shops more and more. And we were up to about, I, I think we had three or four at that point. So I did that for a number of years, um, mainly, you know, being the manager of the shop and being a dive instructor and a boat captain, a dive master. And then um, I I became an airline pilot. So that, you know, kind of happened right around 9-11, that, that whole era mm-hmm. happened. And then after that, um, I was living in Florida, flying private jet charters and got tired of living in hotels. And. Basically, I was just a glorified bus driver. I mean, it's a lot of fun to fly fast and high, and it was a lot of fun to just travel all across the country. But I really wanted to do business, and that was really, I I could not stop reading these business books. And so, uh, my partner at that time, she and I started a, um, a house flipping companies of sorts and, and didn't have the best luck with it. I, I wasn't real good at, at, at it because um, basically what we were doing was we were helping people out of, uh, you know, trying to avoid bankruptcy and we were offering them pretty much pennies on the dollar for their home. And I would see their faces and it was just like, oh, uh, you know, I'm, I, I felt like I was robbing them. You know, I felt yeah. like a, like a like a scam artist and so that didn't last very long uh moved back home to oregon to just kind of figure out what was next started a fence company doing uh wooden fences which had no idea how to do that but jumped right in head first had one of the largest best companies in in the northwest after just about a you know a year or so um moved off to oahu and uh, fell in love with, with the Hawaiian Islands, moved over there, and started a sign and screen printing company called Oahu Signs and Screen Printing, doing banners and embroidery and, 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 and all of, all things printing related. Got done with that, started Hydro Flask, which is a double wall vacuum insulated water bottle company. Uh, took that and grew it for about four or five, actually about six years all, all told. Um, got that real big, sold it off. Tried to be retired. That did not work at all. I failed miserably at it. And uh, <laughs> evidently, 33 is is too young for me anyway to be <laughs> retired. And so I started the high. Or excuse me. I started the uh, Tumalo Group, which now I, I run and have a lot of fun with, and I get to help other entrepreneurs at whatever stage they are, and help them grow their business.
1: Yeah. So that's and a and good that's, se-
2: that brings me up to today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Again, I told you guys, listen to that background. We could dive into like seven different areas in a heartbeat and and do like five shows on each one of these things. Uh, like I told you he's lived a, a really cool life uh, already so far, and he's still a young guy. Um, so I, it's a good segue, though, because I want to mention uh, we always cover in the last segment of the show. We, we pick the brain of our guest and, and Travis is going to share with us. Uh, you hear you heard his experience. And so now, you know, he's going to be able to give us some really good tips on some mistakes that startups should avoid. So he's been there. Um, how many different I, I lost count how many different companies that you started over the years, Travis. But Travis, actually, not, you didn't necessarily start your dad's business, but you were involved in the growth of it, et cetera. And so, um, you know, he's got really good experience in many different industries. Um, and so, again, that's what he does now with the Tumalo Group. And uh, so I know uh, Travis is not a big social media guy, but I know he's on LinkedIn. So I would encourage you to uh, follow him on LinkedIn, find out more about what he's got going on there. Um, But I want to, gosh, we're running out of time here. What's, oh, wait, I know, I know one thing I found, and this is a quick answer for you, Travis. I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit. I noticed, I know one thing when I was doing show prep, you're into gangster rap. What is your favorite gangster (laughs) rap? What is your favorite gangster rap record?
2: Easy does it by Easy e hands down, far and away.
1: Wow, Uh, I guess hands down must be. That was uh, was a quick answer. You didn't have to contemplate at all.
2: Well, and let me add a little caveat to that. Not the new edited one that Spotify has on, but the original one that has less Dr. Dre on it. Spotify has Uh, edited it.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, well, we're going to hit a break here. We'll come back, give the Mr. Tip of the Week, and continue talking with Mr. Travis Rossbach. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at mrbizsolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business.
0: Check out both of Mister Biz's national best-selling books, "Pathway to Profits" and "How to Be a Cash Flow Pro" on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mister Biz. All right, welcome back to the show,
1: and it's time for the Mister Biz Tip of the Week. And this week's tip is a simple one, but it is very important. And frankly, I find not a lot, not enough people uh, adhere to this—to take full control of your success, of your success. You need to take full responsibility for the things around you. Super, super important. Uh, Don't leave things up to chance. Don't leave it up to someone else. Take full responsibility for the things around you that you can control, optimize those, make them the best. But the most important thing is not just the execution and, and taking action, but to take responsibility. Don't point the finger somewhere else. Your success is your responsibility. So, I, and after that, I'll get off my soapbox and go <laughs> back to talking with Travis Rossback um, of the Tumblow Group. So, Travis, uh, gosh, uh, first of all, easy, I'm just digesting that for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, so before we get into what Tumblow Group does, I, there's one question from the first segment I wanted to ask you. How the heck did you go from being a merchant marine boat captain how did you shift from that to becoming an airline pilot? It seems like very divergent. Well,
2: I was working on a yacht and I was the the, the first mate on a yacht. And um, I, I really was getting paid well and I really enjoyed it. And yet I didn't like the captain and he, he just wasn't a, a great guy, but he was wanting me to take over his role and, and this, It was a 110 foot yacht out of St. Croix. And I I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to work with him anymore. And I I didn't want to live that life. My liver just couldn't take it either. So I didn't (laughs) want to do that much, much longer. And one day I was at the grocery store and I had about like 10 bucks to my name. And I was trying to get my, my laundry done next door. And I was trying to get some food and I had like, like literally less than $20 and I just saw this magazine that was like a piloting or flying magazine, and it was like a light bulb went off. Like, wow, I knew that the seaplanes would fly back and forth and I would I'd fly on them regularly as a passenger. And I never really thought about it much until I saw this magazine and something just struck me. And it just like the whole like magazine rack just lit up and the you know the angels started singing and <laughs> it was it was just like one of these magical moments of my life and I, I remember holding up the magazine like look at this do you guys all see what i'm looking at here like there's a magazine about flying and and nobody really seemed to be all that interested in it except for myself you know they were they were getting their groceries so i ended up having to sacrifice uh some food but i got water macaroni and cheese, uh, my flying magazine and I even had to leave some of my clothes behind at the laundromat um, oh, and yet I had this magazine and it was just like I'm a pilot now that's all there was to it and I called the first school and they said yeah it's about 180 grand or whatever the number was to fly and I, I thought they were like pulling my leg or just <laughs> messing with me. So I called the second one. It was the same thing. It was like, you know, $200,000. It's like, well, you know, you guys are, you know, thank you, but no thank you. And so I called the third one. Finally, they said the same thing, 150, 200,000, whatever the number was back then. And yet they told me about this thing called student aid. And then I started learning how to get student aid and, and, and then became a pilot. And then, um, right as I was getting my private pilot's license, September 11 happened and a lot of pilots dropped out at that point. And, um, I I should say a lot of people that were just flying airplanes stopped flying airplanes, but I was a pilot through and through. So I, I kept going and next thing I knew I was flying for the airlines and I flew, um, all but about one of the planes that I ever wanted to fly.
1: Wow. Uh, man, I tell you, so I said all the all this all this light that you've already lived, Travis. Super super cool. Um, gosh, let's um, let's let's shift a little bit and talk a little bit more about um, dig into what you do with uh, with the Tumblr Group and how you help startups launch.
2: Yeah, so the Tumblr Group kind of started with a lot of just friends and family and people I'd bump into, you know, around the planet wherever I was looking for help. How do I, you know, how do I start a business? How do I grow my business? How did you do that with Hydro Flask? And how do I do the same thing? So um, I do a lot of business consulting with with, you know, just sort of one-on-one with the CEO or the owner. And I also do like larger scale consulting with whole teams and networks of people from basically all around the globe to, you know, right down the street, wherever they happen to be with the Mm -hmm. power of Zoom, we get that luxury today. Mm -hmm. And um, also do a lot of sourcing. So I find factories. I've got a really, really robust Rolodex of factories that I've been working with for decades now and um, help either find a factory and and the molds and the tooling costs and the product cost and the minimum order quantities, and basically bringing a widget to market, help with the shipping and logistics and warehousing and third-party logistics and taxes and tariffs and duties and or local um, factories, things like that. So, kind of cover the gamut. We don't do HR, don't do legal, and don't do anything with money, with finances, no CPA type stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, look, we, I, as I mentioned to you before we went on air, you know, we've got, uh, I know we've got a chunk of listeners out there that are, I call them entrepreneurs. They're people who have ideas. They just haven't taken that that leap yet, that entrepreneurial leap yet. And I think probably a lot of them haven't taken the leap because they're they're out there saying, gosh, I don't even know where to start. You know, I have this great idea or what they think is a great idea. How do I even get started with this? Um, and I think the Tumblr group is, you know, someone you could help with a lot of that, hit the easy button for them. And, uh, you know, along those lines, I guess, uh, let me ask you, Travis, how did you know when you had, quote unquote, the right idea?
2: Um, I, well, I'm, I'm, I might be a little bit different than most entrepreneurs. I mean, I don't even know how to spell the word entrepreneur, first and foremost, <laughs> but um I just kind of get hit in the back of the head and I don't know if it's, you know, it's some sort of divine divinity thing. I, am not religious. I don't follow any kind of dogmatic practices or anything, but I always find that if it hits me in the back of the head and it comes out my mouth and it just sort of feels right, then it must be right. And if it's difficult and challenging, um, then I know I'm on the right path. Cause if it's too easy, then, then I get bored and I get sidetracked and I go off and do something else. So I I think I I don't have a great answer for that. Unfortunately, Ken, it's just, it just hits me in the back of the head.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's some things, you know, when you have a knack for something, you have a, an innate skill. It's what I find is uh, it's difficult for people who have those, those skills like that, those innate skills, it's difficult for them to explain it um, because to you, it's just like, well, I just know, you know, until to, to, to the rest of us out here are like, well, crap, I don't know, you know, it's, it doesn't hit me in the back of the head the same way it does to you, Travis. And again, I think that's a lot of your innate ability. You hear athletes talk about this, you know, they, they ask a, an elite athlete, you know, how, what process do you go through hitting a baseball or, or you know, whatever. And it's a lot of the elite ones, it's difficult for them to explain because they're just born with it. They just go, well, I get up there and I swing a bat and hit a wall, You know, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. You know, they just, and I think it's probably similar with business. Um, and I I, did, I really like about your journey too, is it started with the books. You know, I think that's very interesting that you were at that young of an age, getting immersed in some of those, those great iconic names in business. Um, so again, this week we're talking with Mr. Tro- Travis Rossback of the Tumalo Group. Again, go out and follow him on LinkedIn. We're gonna come back and get his tips on mistakes startups should avoid. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling
2: a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help.
0: We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel visit thepulsespot.com forward slash mrbiz for this exclusive offer
1: if you find listening to mr biz radio is helpful imagine having live access to not only mr biz but also five other trusted business experts it's true you can have live access to your very own cfo Plus, a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join MrBizNation at MrBizSolutions.com.
0: To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's MrBiz. All right, guys, welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio. And uh,
1: gosh, I want to get into these tips, Travis, but I, I got to ask this question. This has been has been burning. So I want you to share with us, if you could, the story of how speaking of, you know, know, knowing when you have the right idea and it smacks you in the back of the head, as you mentioned, you know, uh, talk to us about how you got the idea and how it started with Hydro Flask. So I, I heard this story. I heard you explain this before, but I think it's an interesting story. and I think it will resonate with a lot of folks.
2: Yeah, sure Ken. So it's it's a little multifaceted, but the I think where it kind of first started was with the uh sign and screen printing company. I received a magazine. Actually, I think it was it was either a magazine or an advert, you know, sort of thing for a cylindrical bottle printer and they were saying that you could print on aluminum water bottles. And I hadn't really thought of water bottles up until that point. There was really no water bottle market. To, to speak of and yet for some reason again I saw this ad and I was like wow you know you could print only one at a time so I like there was like zero ROI on this thing but it, it just struck me it's like huh that's interesting that people are printing on a water bottle that just didn't seem like something I'd ever heard of mm-hmm. told my brother about it and he was just too busy to be interested and so I kind of shelved it put it away forgot all about it realistically And uh, about six months to a year later, I walked into a, a sporting goods store in Honolulu. I was out running some errands, and I was thirsty and thought, well, I'll just go in and buy a water bottle. Well, the whole entire wall was empty. There was not a water bottle to be found. I think they had like maybe two or perhaps three water bottles, but the whole thing was just empty. And I asked the guy, what happened? And he said, well, we're not really sure. There's this stuff. We don't know what it's called. It turned out to be called BPA. Um, Mm -hmm. And just as a preliminary precautionary, you know, take on it, the owner wanted us to to stop selling water bottles. And I asked, I said, well, who's going to fill up this wall? And they said, nobody, there's no one else to do this. And it, again, it just hit me in the back of the head and it came out (laughs) through my mouth. And I said, I will, I'll (laughs) fill up this shelf. And the guy, the the sales clerk, the salesman guy, he he laughed at me. And in between it coming out of my mouth and him laughing at me, I saw like the future. I saw myself up on stage at like, you know, a a, a conference or a university. It turned out to be UCLA, Berkeley or or, excuse me, Berkeley. And so I was at Berkeley. And sure enough, 10 years later, there I was with, you know, my flash forward type thing uh-huh. and um after i said it to him I, I thought oh shoot travis like what have you done like you don't know <laughs> anything about water bottles but it didn't really matter because now i'm a water bottle guy and i'm doing water bottles and you know went back and about three weeks later sold the sign company and and started hydroflask
1: yeah it's so one of the reasons i wanted you to share that story is is First of all, you took action. I talk about it all the time on this show. Ideas without action are nothing. Right? They go nowhere. They do nothing. They, and, and the execution is obviously the next next step in line. But you took action. And the other thing is, you know, so often these great ideas are just, you know, they come to you. You see a need in in the world. You're out running around and you see this need, and that creates this idea. And so often that happens. And so that's why I wanted to make sure you shared that. By the way, I have to mention Travis. You are. I, I see you as a younger version. I don't. know. Are you familiar with Jesse Itzler? Not that I'm aware of. You. You need to check him out. He is. Okay. He is the older version of Travis. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, he's uh, his big thing is he called a BYLR Build Your Life Resume. He does all kind of crazy stuff. He's written. He lived with a Navy SEAL for a while. He wrote a book about it. He, he went and lived with monks for a while. He wrote a book about it. Um, his wife is the woman who started, uh, the company Spanx, the women undergarment company. Um, oh my goodness.
2: I like him already. Yeah. He's he's, super interesting
1: yeah. guy. Uh, yeah, he, he's, like I said, he's the older version of you, I see. Uh, but it's super interesting guy. All right. So, um, let's get into some of these things. I know you have some great things to show, share with us. Give us some, some mistakes that you see that startups make that they need to avoid.
2: I would say, well, I mean, there's, there's a plethora of them. I think that probably one of the biggest that I find is that people do not take action. Like you said, mm-hmm. that for whatever reason, there's a naysayer, you know, that says, no, that's a dumb idea. It's not going to work. Nobody's going to want it. Um, a lot of times people are their own worst critic or, or enemy and they'll think, oh, well, I don't have the money or I don't have the time or I can't do it for, you know, a plethora of, of, of reasons. And I think that we, we need to not listen to those people, even if the especially sometimes if those people are ourselves. Granted, if the customer says they don't like it or they don't want it, well, then, yeah, it's going to probably take some tweaking to, or, or refinement to get it back out to, to where it needs to be. But I, I think that a big one is just do not listen to the naysayers and take action, go out and, and, and at least try it. Because the world really does need entrepreneurs, and we need entrepreneurs now. I would say more than probably ever. We need help with this, you know, climate thing that we're going through. We need help with the, with with every facet of our life, really. And and we need more entrepreneurs to step up and, and get back up into the to the business workplace. Uh, we lost a lot over the last year and a half, two years, and we need we need more. We need more entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that for sure. No, no doubt about it. And I, I talk about that all the time about taking action. You know, uh Gary Vaynerchuk talks all J- Vaynerchuk talks all the time about, you know, ideas without action. It, they're just crap. I mean, you know, the, the, you get nothing out of that. You, and 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 unfortunately, and I'm sure especially you, Travis, you probably have friends, family members, et cetera. I know tons of people who have great ideas. And then six months later I run into them, I'm like, hey, how's that coming along? And they're like, ah, you know, and they they've never done anything about it. And, Mm-hmm. And then then there's someone like you who has an idea and says, I'm going to make this happen. I don't know anything about, you know, water bottles, aluminum bottles, et cetera, but I'll figure it out and I'm going to make it happen. I don't know anything about being a pilot, but man, I'm going to become a pilot. Like you, you took action, you make stuff happen. And that's a big difference in the world, I think.
2: Well, I, I truly believe in them. It's kind of become a mantra that act boldly and unseen forces will come to your aid. And it you know no matter what it is if it's a big task it's like eating an elephant but if as long as you take one bite at a time or the other analogy drinking out of a fire hydrant you just take one sip at a time it it will happen and i find that at least with myself the more i immerse myself into the whole entire world when i became a pilot i didn't just learn how to fly airplanes i learned about pilots i studied the legends i read all of the chuck yeager books i read all of the bob hoover books like all of the most famous pilots that wrote books i read them all of the videos that i could check out from the library i watched them all of the pilots i could meet at the pilot bars i would talk to them i dressed like them i talked like them i walked like them i became a pilot like them because of them and with them and a lot of guys were just flying airplanes, and they never really got ahead very much, uh, you know, not or not as quickly. I, a lot of them kind of dropped out of flying and never did fly for the airlines. But I became a pilot, and I learned how to fly airplanes. Uh, kind of same thing with business. It's like I learned about, I became an entrepreneur, and I did business, and so I learned about entrepreneurs, and I learned about business, and that that combination I find is is very helpful
1: yeah yeah no doubt i mean again i think that's the key right you not only you took action you again i think that's so important you immersed yourself in it whatever i'm doing you know i talk about all the time is um <laughs> i'll clean it up a little bit but i don't half butt anything like i either full butt or i don't butt at all mm-hmm, um and, you right know, if i'm gonna do something i'm in it i'm in it to win it so and i'm completely immersed in it so i think that's a, a really good characteristic and to have so Travis, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Is, uh, is LinkedIn the best place for people to get a hold of you or find out more uh, about what you're doing with even with uh, Tumalo Group?
2: It is, or um, you know, any of your listeners can could email me directly, Travis at Tumalo Group, t u m a l o g r o u p dot com. Um, either of
1: those two options works out really well. All right, cool. Well, thanks a lot, Travis, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king.
0: This has been Mr. Biz Radio. To learn how to become part of Mr. Biz Nation, visit MrBizSolutions.com. For access to free weekly content, subscribe to the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and follow him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to archive shows, you can find them on the Mr. Biz Solutions website.